evening, everyone. What's up? We are doing Shadow Hearts for episode 149 of Retro Encounter Podcast on RPGFan.com. How are you all doing, crowd? So delayed. I hated that. But anyways. Alright, so we are here with bird type Pokemon trainer Peter Treisenberg. Hi, I'm Peter Treisenberg. Uh, I have Kiri on the boards we don't use anymore. And uh, my favorite Pokemon is Skarmory. Is that a bird type? Yes. Apparently, yes, it's a flying steel. <laughs> All right. I, I thought you were no. birds or wolves. I forgot which one it was. So I, I looked I, at I, the birds. I, I, can we, do, I can do both. Uh, anyway, so we're also here with water type Pokemon trainer, Tris Mendoza. Hi, everybody. I'm Tris Mendoza. And my favorite water type is Vaporeon. Mm, good choice. Majestic AF. Yes. Uh, and we are also here with the Celeste to my Tina or Tara. Uh, sitting across from me, approximately 1,500 miles away, is Hillary Andreff, and I am Steph Zbidlow. Aw. Good to be with you. <laughs> yeah, so we are covering Shadow Hearts. We did the second game first. So it's only right we go back and do the first game now. Uh, I guess it was a popularity contest after all. Uh, but yeah, much. I think That's Shadow Hearts Covenant is the more popular one. <laughs> so let's talk about the first game. The one that's... I actually like the first game a bit better than the second one. I don't know about you. I don't have the context because I only just got all the games. Thanks to you, Steph. So... Oh, I forgot about that. You're welcome. Uh... Very much appreciated. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, okay that's great yeah i tracked so I, I think i told this story at another podcast but i'll do it here anyway i tracked down yeah. covenant at a used game store and i was lamenting on slack hey i got covenant yay i'm excited but now i need to track down the other games and like, a few days later i got a package in the mail from canada and i'm like what the opens it up both games come out and i'm like staff you didn't have to do <laughs> I, I don't know what happened. I've since destroyed those brain cells. But yeah, I totally spaced that I did that for you. And I'm happy. Please tell me what you think about it, I guess, right now. <laughs> I really um, did it so far. <laughs> yeah, okay. So we did the first half of the game. So we finished the um, up until the end of Asia mm -hmm. continent chapter. Yes. Uh, so there's sort of like a disc one, end of disc one kind of story bomb that they drop on you. So we stopped there. Right. Um, so this game came out really early PlayStation era, right? Right, I think so. Uh, PlayStation 2. Oh, oh my god, it released on my birthday! That's so exciting! Um, <laughs> anyway, so it was out on my birthday, June 28th, 2001. I did not know yes. that, so clearly it was Destiny. With <laughs> cancers, uh, Zodiac. Um, and it has music by... Is... Did yes, yes, Yasunori Mitsuda did it? He did, some, he did some, yes. Yes, he did yeah, some. Yeah, okay. So anyways, it is a semi-historical game. There's a lot of creative liberties, and it's set in 19... What is it? Late 1800s or early 1900s? Like early 1900s. Uh, yeah, it's early 1900s, yeah. I believe. Okay, yeah. The right. story goes as far back as the 1800s, because uh, lots of story in this game. It's a very yes. plot-driven title. It's like right on the um, World War So it takes place in early 1900s, World War One era. Asia and Europe. Yes. And that's really yes. cool to me. I think that's an immediate draw. I really love real world setting games. You, you don't see that a lot in in RPGs and like JRPGs in particular tend to like have like fantasy uh, settings or sci-fi. Uh, like Persona 5 is a lot of fun because you get to use cell phones while you're saving the world. Earthbound is just crazy fun, you know, <laughs> crazy easy to relate to as a right. you know, kind of right. arcade and 90s aesthetic and burger joints and hospitals and all that is kind of fun to walk around you relate right. to it and even those two i mean they kind of there are magical elements but they tend to skew a little bit more realistic where shadow hearts has that horror in there right along with yeah. the, the real historical events what's I, the word uh lovecraft right yeah yes, yeah it's, it's, lovecraft. It's, the, the first game. yeah so um I think even one of our RPG fan reviews actually said this game oozes atmosphere, and that's my favorite thing about Shadow Hearts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the atmosphere so, is like probably unlike anything I've ever experienced. It's like because it has got that like Lovecraftian horror gothic vibe going for it, in addition to having yeah. a setting and a really sardonic 
edge to the whole thing. That's mm -hmm. it's. I think I had it described to me one time that Shadowhearts the series is like the Evil Dead movies. In that the first one is mostly horror, the second one is a blend of horror and comedy, and then the third one is just goofy. Um, and I'm like, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, it gets really, really silly. There is that the transition. <laughs> I don't know if I like that. I kind of really like the tone in the first game the most. So I don't know. Maybe I'm being a bit of a brat, but I did get the, into this game really, really late. I only played it for the first time like a few years ago. But I loved it so much. It age did not matter. It was so nice. Uh, not Evil Dead, but I heard someone else review it and say it was Final Fantasy VIII meets Devil May Cry. That's a comparison. <laughs> I like that one. So yeah, there's like a lot of the drama and you know a lot of the horror. So it's kind of interesting. I guess I guess Yuri, uh, Yuri does kind of look like Squall if you squint a bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, the CGI oh. on him is so awful. It is. Ah. It's like awful. The oh my first god! Thing I thought when I saw Yuri. Can we talk about that opening FMV, please? Yeah. Let's oh, okay, yeah. I will say I think it's a really strong opening. Awkward CGI aside. I, it's cool, but man, if uh, if Yuri's animation and the the voice acting is like, <laughs> what is what is up with that girl? He's really like loopy yeah. when he runs. It looks really silly. And then he like gets the yeah, arms. He really <laughs> swings his hips. Like he's like he's like sashaying for the crowd. <laughs> like yeah, run cycles in the PS2 era were hilarious. Well, then like he loses his arm and like in the FMV he just kind of like piccolo reattaches it and then like does this like jerky little eh, shrug. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, come at me, bro. Yeah, I totally got what it was going for. Like, I love how it starts. You start on a dark, you know, stormy night on a train. You know, someone's in trouble, and you break in there. Right. You don't even have a name yet. You're just starting to slay demons on a train, and you fight a man named Roger Bacon. No, no, no. I'm sorry, no. Roger F Bacon. <laughs> Yes, know, Roger, so cool. Roger Bacon, actual historical figure. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> English philosopher and Franciscan friar who placed considerable emphasis on the study of nature through empiricism. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. So you meet a lot of interesting historical figures throughout the game, and they take tons of creative liberties, but it's a lot of fun. Not to be confused with the Roger Bacon from Kadelka, who is oh, really yes. old. Yeah. Oh yeah, we didn't we, we didn't forget mentioning Kadelka, did we? <laughs> oh, we did not oh, mention yeah. Kudelka. So yeah, for the very well-knowing fans, Kudelka on the PSX, the game that like twenty other people have rented on this planet. Planet, sorry. <laughs> um, so we have three of them here today, and yeah, Kudelka. It was the PSX game that came out before Shadow Hearts, and they are connected very loosely. Yeah, and if you want to talk horror, I mean, Kadelka sometimes plays a little bit more like a survival horror game. I think it's it's even a part of that continuum toward comedy. Yeah, that's right. Kudelka was really silly too, right? It, it had a bit of wit. It did. It had really witty dialogue, but it also had like a lot. It was in one creepy monastery the entire time, one setting. Yeah. So it was very, very horror driven. It definitely was. I mean, it starts off with like pretty much you, I mean, you don't even know what's going on, first of all. You don't have really any idea why you're there initially. So no. you're at very, at pretty much from the very beginning, pretty apprehensive about doing something and then things just start attacking you. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's a very, I think out of the series, quote unquote, um, Kadaka would be for me the most horrifying in that regard. Compared to Shadow yeah, because then, like you said, they kind of changed their tone, uh, like very, very slowly as it progressed. It went from pretty dramatic to, or horror to comedy. It's, yeah, pretty much. It definitely shifts tone from. I've never played the last one, which is to the New World. I think mm -hmm. I've never played that one, so I can't say anything about. It. But from, from Kadelka all the way to the Covenant, it does get a lot lighter, in yeah. that regard, and um. But yeah, so that's why it's interesting though. I love all three for their very different reasons. I think Shadow Hearts. For real, yeah, very different games. <laughs> exactly, it's definitely different, even though they're all connected. And but I think Shadow Hearts has a special place in my heart just because I think it's one of the first games I played 
with that modern setting, with the alternate world setting. And I thought thought it was pretty refreshing since I've been only playing back then RPGs that were, you know, set in fantasy, fantasy. places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, so, like, in the vein that the game really starts off with a bang, like I said, it's a dark stormy night, you you uh, hit up this uh, train and there's a whole bunch of demons on it and a big bad named Roger Bacon and he's got a girl captive, so it's a classic boy meets girl story. And then what I love is it takes you straight from that into a village... Uh, your first village oh. of the game. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's it's a village full of cannibals. So this game is totally steeped in its like demon, demonic uh, spirits, uh, you know, and all sorts of bad things. That is a that is a great a way to intro a, a horror themed game when the, the, the like it uses those like pre rendered backgrounds and it's literally just like blood soaked everything. Yeah. 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 What is happening? Like, oh, good. Uh, you start the game with uh, your hero. Uh, he is dubbed Rude. What is it? Rude hero? Rude hero. Rude hero. Yeah, rude hero. Protagonist uh, soon. He's wearing a dark trench coat and belt and a red shirt, and he is super edgy and dark, even for his uh, early yes. 1900s. <laughs> uh, bad boy yeah. vibe. I don't know what that was like. So, hey, maybe it was like Yuri. Uh, which is... I can neither confirm nor deny that they're <laughs> in belt space. Um, cough, cough. Um, uh, I actually like Yuri a lot. Uh, he he grows into a really interesting character. At the beginning, <laughs> such a prick. Yeah, no, it's true. And I like, I like the twist on the boy meets girl story where he gets Alice off the train and she's kind of trying to figure out why he rescued her. And he starts talking about the random mysterious voice that told him to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I like how he's like, I- I'm going to touch your skirt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm gonna, oh, 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 yay. Casual sexual assault. That oh. is great. <laughs> oh, I was like, yeah. So, like, there's a few times where the game is totally a product of its time and more worse than one. That is. But, like, mm. they do have a very classic dynamic besides that. And I'm glad it kind of shifts out of that really quickly. So oh, yeah. Yeah. I like Alice and Ryuri have a great relationship that builds kind of naturally over the course of the game, which is really great to see. Yeah. He's a simple boy, and, you know, she's totally the girl that can save him. And I like mm-hmm. how literal they do eventually take that. I like how Alice's response to Yuri's, like, mysterious voice comment. She's like, oh, you hear voices too? And she just goes along yeah. with it. <laughs> and she hears it too. And I was like, that's, yeah. so, that's such a great meet cute. They both hear voices. <laughs> when you know it too. Well. Um, but, like, oh. I do like that you can actually hear the voice talking to him. I didn't mm-hmm. hear it the, yeah. the first playthrough. No, if you and listen, you totally can. Yeah. yeah, and it's very soft and very subtle, but it sounds so cool. I, I was totally geeking out a bit when I finally heard it, and I cranked it right up and, like, put my ear right into the TV. I looked like an idiot, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so that was really cool. So, yeah, it's a very strong opening. St- you know, starts on a train, then a cannibalist village. Uh, then you're... Uh, what you dart off to a, a, a Parisian town or something like that? I think you, yeah, you end up in Feng in Fengshan after right. uh, Xiaoyang Village, right? Yeah, um, yes, yes. It's, um, it's not, I forget I mean, the sequence events, but it's very exciting. It's very uh, like like fantasy anime. It just really jumps from one location to another every episode, right? Some new right, problem could... dilemma that you have to solve. Yeah. Right, a problem that requires you to move somewhere else very quickly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, felt, I feel like I always saw these were like like every part was a vignette, you know? Like each part had its own separate story that kind of encompassed yeah, like the, the Japanese overarching. military is moving in. You're, right. You know, kind of hanging out with uh, Asian smugglers. Exactly. Uh, and, and <laughs> <quote> smugglers. <laughs> You know, and restaurateurs, it's, or I forgot you're in some sort of club, but yeah, like it just moves around from episode to episode, and you find some new cool story detail or character detail about everybody from each place you visit. Like, it is such a cool game. Well, and it is interesting how they're all kind of like slightly self contained stories. Like, you have exactly you have Xiaoying Village, and that's a whole kind of like almost traditional Asian ghost story, kind Mm -hmm. of like. It's yeah, slowly completely. revealed that these people are cannibals and 
super super creepy and you can't leave and that's where you I, meet I, I think uh, they introduce like a lot of real world spirits like a lot of well-known already existing yeah. myth and mythologies right the enemies yes the yes. enemies definitely yeah the enemies for oh my sure. god the enemy design in this game too is just totally off the hook they're all it, so creepy it's none of your tr like robots or or like beast monsters it's like body horror monsters yeah it's like Cronenberg the old day with this yeah yeah it kind of did <laughs> Wow, I didn't think that, about that. <laughs> that really works in the cannibal village, for sure. It, yeah, it's for really sure, does. yeah. It really does. Uh, yeah. So while you're in Cannibal Village, you meet two new characters. One is a masseuse uh, who <laughs> uh, introduces some cool gameplay mechanics. Uh, he is. Uh, uh, so one thing I like about Shadow Hearts, I, some of it is kind of dubious, but overall, I, I still kind of like they include it. Is they have very flamboyant characters. <laughs> Uh, they're very, they're very interesting, and uh, <laughs> um, this one is a very flamboyant masseuse who, I guess, really happily massages you. It's right. a little odd. He's not as excited to do the female characters as he is the guy <laughs> characters, but I, I guess it's all in good fun for the most part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my problem with my problem with the acupuncture thing is that there's really is that it's like you can't take it back if you when you get a new weapon because oh no yeah no mm -hmm. yeah no. that's so frustrating. When much, when money is scarce, yeah, I don't know. So I, I eventually, it's just like there's no real point to doing this. Uh, we actually I, should we talk about the the judgment ring? I think we probably uh, yeah, we should talk about the judgment ring. So what the uh, so what the judgment ring is is during every battle, a does somebody want to explain it better? Yeah, so it's a ring pretty much, and there's pretty much uh, indicators where you need to hit the ring for your attack to actually work. So there's orange, which hits, and then there's blue, which is hits for more damage. And critical. so if you miss, if you, oh, yeah, for critical, oh, no, because strike is critical, and that's that's actually more random than oh, right. damage. Yeah, and so if you hit outside of the, as soon as you hit outside of the indicated areas, then you, your attack automatically misses. You can hit up to three or two, depending on the character's uh, ring setup. And um, pretty much, it just a, it, it's a good way to keep the battle more interactive, because you can't just mash the A button, or the X button, sorry. Um, you kind of have to pay attention to where the ring is at all times. Or There's else a bit of a timing element to it. Definitely, definitely. Mm -hmm. Everyone's ring is a little bit different, so you have to get used to it. Like when you get a new character. Exactly. I wasn't expecting yeah. to. I wasn't expecting to like the system as much as I do, but uh, I, I really like how the system it keeps you engaged, and it also like they play with it in interesting ways. Like I like mm -hmm. how the status ailments like speed up the rigs ridiculously fast oh, so you can and it does it for like buy and sell stuff too right mm -hmm. yeah, yeah i love how you can get discounts by doing like the doing the ring uh exactly. yeah so literally the judgment ring governs all um exactly. it is how you get like some of the best weapons as well and it's it's actually surprisingly frustrating and fun at the same time yeah i was so used to turn-based battle systems that when i was introduced to it, i was like oh no this is too much work but when you get after the first few battles, once you get start getting used to it, it's like a rhythm game for me. It's like okay, that that and then some others have different rhythms to it. So it's like trying to like Can get I, everyone. Do you think that sort of uh, that sort of works into the battle system? Is that it's very uh, percussion based uh, soundtrack during the battles? I think so because oh, yeah. it's yeah for sure because it's I use actually the music to actually help me time my hits every time. So oh yeah, it's I found myself like, doing that. Yeah, and so I, I love for the me, first battle theme that. I Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. But I will say that um, some are off rhythm, which is, makes it hard. Which was why using some characters are more difficult, because like yeah. Juchen's uh, Judgment Ring is offbeat a lot of the time, mm -hmm. so you have mm -hmm. to hit yeah. it. Just always, I always mess up the most with him, and I'm like, oh my god, this, this is yeah, but. He's such a good character though, and I loved keeping him in. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, you meet Zhuzhen and um and that masseuse fella and so one thing that's cool about the masseuse thing is that um items in this game or massaging increases your judgment ring sizes yeah i think that's such a cool system it is it's neat that you can kind of customize the the yes. area and the and the like stronger hit area both yeah and do you increase the size of your safe safer bet or increase the size of the smaller critical bet set you know right um, yeah, and do it one so and offset the other. That rewards if you're good or bad at that. If you're good or bad at rhythm-based games. 
Doesn't the masseuse also? Is he? He's the only one that can switch your characters, isn't he? Or is that not? Yeah, yeah. You have to talk to him to switch yeah. your characters. Right. And that's what annoyed yeah. me because I was just like, this is that was one thing I didn't like because he was also the character to go to if you wanted to switch your um, party formation. So if you if you don't like your party, you're kind of stuck until you find him again. And uh, so. For the most part, though, I liked every party member. Yeah, no, I, that's what I liked. Every party member was pretty balanced in the end, so that even if you yeah. had to use some characters, it wasn't like, I don't want to use you. That comes up a lot. There's one segment, like, almost to the halfway point, kind of close to the halfway point, where that becomes a huge thing because the party split up. But I think we'll get to that more later. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a great sound. Um, okay, yeah, so... Uh, Okay, the game really jumps around. So, you, okay, so Cannibal Village. Then you're in your obligatory sewer dungeon. Uh, you're in a a coastal, you know, very traditional Chinese set village town where you have to solve a kind of ghost mystery. <laughs> um, you end up kind of running away from a, a few like military officials in a big city, and you're actually escaping on a on a on a plane. Like it does it all. Like the tiny Bronco, if it was broken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it had its own tiny Bronco segment. Um, you visit a very uh, cool, you know, bustling early 20th century Chinese city. Which one was it? Sorry. Um, Shanghai. 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 Yeah, Shanghai. Yeah, Shanghai. Oh, it's in Shanghai. What's okay, the name yeah, of the so town, though? I remember the yeah. name of the town. Um, yeah, and you visit like very, you know, cool temples, you know, ancient caves. You know, so many gross places, and I love it. RPG World Tour. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's an actual world tour, and it's actually really cool to see some of these uh, real-life settings as well. Uh, and real-life elements. So I, I know they use the four cardinal direction beasts. And that's that's actually what ties all the sorry the locations together, because there's one of these cardinal direction beasts is supposedly, like, one's in the coastal town. Right. So you're kind of, Yuri and Alice don't fully know what's going on at first, but they're actually kind of going to those locations because trouble's happening because there are issues with those cardinal direction beasts. Right. Yeah, yeah, Dylan's trying to, to gather them for his ultimate evil magic ceremony thing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Demon's gate in yeah. <laughs> And, and of course, like along the way, you make all these cool and interesting friends. Uh, so, I mean, you got Yuri, who is the quote unquote rude hero. He's got a bad attitude and he always comes in fist first. And then you got Alice, you know, obligatory love interest who is, you know, sweet as spring rain. You know, <laughs> she, she's never I angry. Her skirt rises up a lot and it's kind of funny. I could keep it. Uh, and she's like the best healer on the planet because, of course. You can keep a running tally and how many times she gets kidnapped. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or, yeah, in trouble. And, of course, Yuri's there to save the day. Uh, you have Zhu Zhen, who is a... Uh, he's a monk. Uh, and he's got ties to Yuri's father. You know, so... Uh, and then you got Margaret, a, a secret spy, uh, who decides to help you out. And then you also have, like, this whole Japanese military coming in. Uh, you know, uh, evil, evil smugglers and other do batters, and then you have Roger Bacon at the head of this. Like, it is just a big, big, expansive adventure, and you meet fictional and non-fictional characters. Yeah, it is really surprisingly expansive because you have the like Yuri's kind of personal subplot, right, with his father and his whole issue along with the mysterious voice is the the graveyard, right? right. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird that place. Like, right, that graveyard. Yeah, almost yeah. everything the game already throws at you, you, you go to this place in your mind, you know, this mind place called the graveyard. Right, and that sort of ties in to his ability to shapeshift into monsters, and, and right. Jujan ends up being part of that, which is cool. But then you have the immediate problem with the why trying to do the Demon's Gate invocation. And basically, it's interesting because he's trying to basically protect his homeland, and then you have the Japanese mm -hmm. military who's interested in seizing over. power in china yes. so yeah. It's, yeah it's like three things they're juggling and they're right. all interconnected when i was playing through it was really hard to root for a side because you kind of understood every single aspect of what they were trying to do in a way it was like okay yeah. do i look do i was you know pretty much your stereotypical villain at first but then you realize he's just trying to protect his homeland and then even with the japanese army with um 
uh, Kawashima. Oh, I love the general, she, yeah. Yeah, she was my favorite character, in, and she's my favorite character yes. in Shadow Hearts. I love her so much. I love her development. I love her pretty much arc. And, she's um, got such a small screen time, but every part of it and every bit of it makes it so good. And it makes me love Shadow Hearts 2 that much more for, for the route that it kind of takes with uh, their storyline. Yeah, and um, shout out for having a female character in that position, too. That's really good. Exact, cool. yeah. Exactly. And I liked her because they kind of just portrayed her like you kind of just seen her kind of like an iron wall at first and then that iron wall slowly starts dissolving as you get through the story and i think yeah. that's why i i, I like it because they they didn't kind of pat her out you know they just literally showed her in snippets but those snippets were very um revealing of her character and who she actually was and she so she's very complicated yeah she was that's that's how it surprised me every time i play shadow hearts i'm like i always end up dr feeling drawn to kawashima the most and I'm like, I wish she was a main or playable character. That'd yeah, cool that's... she joined your party. I know. I she like... technically does in the second game. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. yes. I'm intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Kawashima is a cool character. I also, I think it's cool that Margaret, the party member, is actually based on a real, uh, on a real sp uh, German spy. Um, yeah, that's right. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's oh, loosely. <laughs> She's loosely based on um, Margarita um, McLeod slash Zell, uh, who is known as Mata Hari, and oh. she was eventually arrested and executed by firing squad um, in the in before right before World War uh, War actually broke out. I think. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Yeah, they so, actually make her last name Zell, if I'm not right. mistaken. Yes, yeah, it is it's supposed to. So she yeah, it, it, it's interesting. I love her special abilities. Oh yeah, yes. she doesn't have any magic. She just makes it work. <laughs> I love, she, I love how she in she, because she can enhance you with water elements, and I love how she does that by literally pulling on a giant cord that materializes to the sky and hitting <laughs> you yeah. with water. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and just the idea that she has this air support wherever she is. That's like giving her grenades and yeah. all sorts of ammunition, guns. Right. right. I think one thing I pretty sad about with margaret is that they didn't utilize her character enough in the story itself like after you finish her introduction she kind of starts being dying down in the story and that's, that's what kind of was yeah. sad about yeah they 100 do that to her i was pretty sad about that but maybe it's like they didn't want to tamper too much with like the the real historical figure oh, that's guess. a good point that's a good point to make that's true and i sort of explain that she's kind of trying to keep the Japanese military in check, maybe? Right. And that's why she yeah. ends up going along with Yuri and Alice to begin with. But then after a while, yeah, she totally dies down. Uh, she got a cool design. She really did. I really love her design in Shadow Hearts. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I really love how dorky Yuri looks in both games, really. It's like wearing <laughs> like a, a onesie in the second game, too. Right. Oh, my gosh. And the fanny, well, the, the backwards fanny pack. Yuri, Yuri is thick in the first game. Like he's, oh, yeah. He's freaking <laughs> linebacker shoulders. It's true. His chin is like twice as long as it should be. Like, <laughs> oh my god, his CGI though, that CGI shot of him, he looks like a really bad cosplay. Like, like he just kind of gelled his hair in the worst way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. This game suffers some really bad early uh, PlayStation Two CGI. It's it's hilarious, and this game is atmospheric and charming in its own right. It kind of it, it's feels, really rough on the edges, though. It feels like a PS One relic in a lot of ways. Like this That's, was yeah. one at one point. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's kind of janky in. I like how, ways. like, like how you like. There are a lot of hidden items in the world that you're only gonna find by mashing X because. I hate that. I hate that yes. so much. There's oh, nice. even, there's about even, that. Yeah, there's not even like a one-time like shine or anything. It's like, yeah, it's like the Stardust from Legend of Dragoon. It's like, <laughs> I just want to find the things. Put them in so a trash. A lot of the side quests that are needed for the best ending are literally activated by like clicking in a corner that you found the porno megs in the corner of the room oh yeah yeah i'm like that who is would literally think of that? a side quest right <laughs> yeah. it's like who would think of finding that i'm like who would ever suspect that being there in the first place i'm like when i first got there i was like what did i just find 
Yeah, he gets four. <laughs> you get I, that. I think Yuri's bubble changes to a heart for that one. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> it does. That's when you know you found it. <laughs> okay, but anyways, yeah. So uh, the game all boils down at a big tower. You know, you've collected all your mm -hmm. relics of the Cardinal Four Directions, Suzaku, Biako, Genbu, and Seiru. Seiyu? Seiru? Seiru, yeah. Yeah, and it all boils down at the tower. Oh, yeah, we did not talk... Oh, my God, we're telling a bad joke. Okay, so we did not talk about Malice. Oh. How do you guys feel about Malice? I hate it. <laughs> I do not like it. No, sir, I do not. It's a pain. <laughs> yeah. It's a pain, but it's... I think I only ran into issues with it maybe twice. So I like... Of game. I like the idea of it. Like, on paper... And in keeping with the Lovecraft, right. the Lovecraftian themes of the game, yeah. like, uh, you're literally fighting monsters and demons inside your own head that will occasionally literally manifest and kill you. Like that is that, kind that's of kind of creepy, right? It, it, <laughs> it lends... follows you around. And I like lends... the um. Sorry, sorry. Oh no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was say I like the sanity point mechanic in battle. We didn't uh, for similar reasons. That's like where every turn you lose a sanity point, and you either need curative items to um store it or I think the, the only one who's really bad for that was uh the alice alice, alice. alice. Yeah. yeah i have literally never run out of sanity oh. so it comes one of those things where i get why this is here but it doesn't affect anything and the malice thing doesn't really it's cool like as a concept but it also doesn't really translate to interesting gameplay mechanics it's just occasionally go to the menu to visit your mind graveyard and and that part i found annoying i'll agree with that right mm -hmm. I like going I, they, they tone it back yeah. for the second game so you just fight your your literal inner demons uh and that's it but yeah this one you have to go fight a random battle to kind of alleviate the malice so the masks don't chase you yeah like yeah it's weird yeah. there's a lot of good ambiance yeah, there's a lot of good ambiance around that with the mask spirits. Like Yuri knows them, and you don't know why he knows them from before. And they just kind of threaten him a little bit and say, "This malice is going to overtake everything if you don't come here." And did you guys and, beat any of them uh, at that point? I don't, I don't know. So. I think I remember trying one early on. I didn't do too good. I think I, I, I have, ran away. For I haven't let the, I haven't let the malice uh, build up to that point. I, I'm pretty diligent about. Uh, Same. Yeah. yeah, I was curious. Yeah, I'm oh, curious. Okay, so have you not run into an encounter with them? No, I think you don't encounter them until the second part. I think. Oh no. I'm trying to remember I now. I haven't, but mm. I've been keeping my malice really, really low. Yeah. Yeah, I've been keeping mine really, really low too. But I think we don't run yeah, into the. That's one thing I do hate about it is I get pretty paranoid about it. Well, and, but that's good and like it's annoying gameplay wise, but it's really good atmosphere wise, I think. Right, right. Yeah, totally. One of the few things I liked about the mouse system was how the four masks were tied to the four suits of the tarot cards in the minor account. Uh -huh. Because I was the, wondering what that yes. was. Okay, I noticed they had a thing going, but I did not realize what they were doing with it. Yeah, yeah. swords, grail. Mm -hmm. Swords, grail, uh, oh, wand. So dumb now. And, and whatever. And the, the yeah, the coin of whichever. Yeah. And they pretty much represent the trials and tribulations that people go through on a daily basis. So oh, that's, that's why cool. I really loved that tying theme to Shadow Hearts because it really does represent Yuri's pretty much inner turmoil in that regard. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I liked how they were the keeper of pretty much his sanity. And to tie back in with the SP, when I first played Shadow Hearts, I didn't I didn't think they did a good job explaining what SP was at the beginning. Because really I thought, didn't. Right, because I always think it's the skill points, you know? So every time I use magic or stuff, I would be like, okay, that's just my skill points. And so I never really knew what sanity points was until Alice ran out and she just started hitting Yuri. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? And then I realized oh, I was supposed to keep that above zero for some reason. The music, too, that berserk music. Yeah, that berserk oh, music. Are, are there enemies whose attacks can affect the sanity meter? Yes. Okay, yes. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, um, there are some. Because <laughs> that, I feel like, would it make sense as like a gameplay slash storytelling device. Like, kind of like in, in Amnesia, where if you, make, if you look at the monsters, you start to go nuts. Yeah. That's true, mm -hmm. that's true. 
again i cannot understate how much i love the monster design like do you remember there's like one enemy where it's like a, a hand coming out of a dog and holding it up oh oh, oh. like uh yeah and then like the thing that you fight on the boat is sort of like just a giant like fleshy octopus kind of oh, thing yeah it's yeah really really gross it is really gross uh, actually. One of, there's a few like nasty tentacle monsters yeah it's just really really gross enemy design and it's really really cool <laughs> Yeah, no, I really loved the design and Shadow Hearts. It was very fitting of its pretty much what, what it wanted to convey. And they really went all out with how they wanted to convey each of the monsters and each of the, they were very like, you know how most games kind of just reuse the same sprites, but recolor it type of thing. Yeah. Whereas these ones, they kind of try to, they might use some of the similar monsters, but they add little details to it that make it different compared yeah. to, and so that's why I really liked and I don't know how much time you all spent looking at the bestiary kind of thing, but there are some really interesting descriptions about that can kind of tell you like why monsters are in certain locations or like why they oh. chose this 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 type of like traditional Asian oh. ghost for this. It's interesting. I never read them. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Um, hang on, yeah. I'm looking just at a few of them now. Like uh, one of them. Oh, yeah. I remember the what in the village is. Um, it's just some sort of elongated human-like monster what with wings on its back one of them is kind of crooked the other one's upright and it's mm -hmm. got one long arm and one, a long long neck and it just looks horrific <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's just a really really gross looking boss and i love that it can do that so well i yeah I, like i remember i played this game so late and i was just blown away by a lot of the artistic direction oh for um, sure Mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly it helps that it has like a really strong aesthetic in, in what it tries to convey. So like Shanghai looks really cool. Uh, you know, and they start hitting up some of the some European cities in the second half of the game. Um, so I, I, I remember playing this game and I was just like, where has it been my entire life? I love it. <laughs> um, and I really wish it would make a comeback that you, they'd have just a game set in real world where all the right. myths and creatures and monsters that we already know exist in real life. Um, so I always, always, always gush about this game, but I, I might have my rose goggles on pretty hard with it. I don't know mm -hmm. if it sits as strongly with you guys. I think so. Yeah, I think it's hard to, I mean, it has definitely has a lot of its flaws. I mean, but I think it's just one of those games that I can't, it always has a special place in my heart type of thing. It that feels even, nostalgic as soon as you start playing it. It really does. Yeah. And, I didn't play it when it came out right away. I played it a couple years afterwards, but every time I play it, it feels like I'm a little kid again playing through it. And um, yeah, it's just immature enough with its right <laughs> with its humor too. Exactly. So it's kind of it's 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 a very it it grew for me. I for me personally, I think it kind of aged well, even though amongst the you know library we have now i still love shadow it's hearts really rugged but it's fun right yeah I, I mean i'm definitely with all of you who who have the rose glasses i'm i think partially because i'm a person who just really appreciates atmosphere and story in a game so i i overlook some of the gameplay issues right right yeah. i agree and i think for me i think one of the things that always you know stand out with shadow hearts is just this judgment ring for me it's like no no other game kind of tried to implement such a thing that made the battle system for me that engaging where I don't I'm like oh I don't want to battle this anymore I think the right. closest game to it would be Lost Odyssey with its um right. timing ring I guess same, yeah some of the same team worked on Lost Odyssey too so oh yeah I don't know. Peter as a newcomer then like uh, like we got the goggles on but what do you think as a first time player yeah I, I, I I'm really in it so far yeah yeah no um because I and, I and I've been like, this is something I've been thinking. I've actually been thinking about a lot, a lot lately. Is like, as I you know, as we get older and as we like play more, we've played a lot of games and we don't quite have the time we had to commit to games. Um, a, for a game to hold your interest, especially an older game, when a lot of these older games have a lot of obtuse mechanics or things that don't explain very well or. This hasn't aged particularly well, high random encounter rate, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> For it to still shine through so much and still be so enjoyable is, I think, really a testament to, to how good Shadow Hearts is. To, and that in that regard, it holds up. Like, it's not the prettiest game in the world. 
the, like, the characters are a lot of fun. You do want to be their friend. Yeah, like I like I want to see what happens to these characters. I've lo- I I think Yuri is a really well developed protagonist. I think the localization is really sharp for a game that was came out in two thousand one. Yeah. Like yeah. it actually reads pretty well. I like the setting. I like I love the music and atmosphere. I think there's just All a the lot. The characters are are surprisingly not very one note. Like I find they do yeah. kind of, you right. know, get a lot of range. So like for as like quick as you know Yuri is to use his fist, you know you got Alice who's kind of soften him up. Uh, Alice kind of gains confidence as the story goes on a little bit more. Um, Marguerite's just, you know, really cool, and she's kind of got her detective skills kind of helping you and the party out when you really need it in a pinch. And Zhu Zhen is, you know, kind of a happy-go-lucky monk, but he's also got, you know, mm-hmm. the dark past, too. Yeah, and I like how I like how they kind of, their their way of joining up on this mission kind of progresses naturally. Like, Zhu Zhen... Yeah. yeah, they're all kind of in it, to you know, for their own reasons at first, but then... Yeah, but they're in it but they're in it together and uh they kind of get swept <laughs> up in this whole crazy conspiracy and yeah like i just think i, I think shadow hearts so far is it's a good old game i'm i'm really digging on it it's it's doing more for me than a lot of more recent rpgs have so i think that's a win in its book the uh the temple ruins dungeon can screw right off though <laughs> yeah that sucked yeah yes, <laughs> yes. yes. That really sucked. oh hey let's have let's make your party the healer and the ranged attacker <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh. Yeah, and the, and the two attacker attackers together. Uh, right. right. Yeah. No, you see the way it's split up, and you just know that's coming, and it's like, oh. It's like, oh, this is gonna be bad, isn't it? Yeah, that's when oh, I yeah. first ran into the masks. I remember. Um, uh, the soundtrack itself too. I actually want to brag about too, because I always so think it is really, really cool. Uh, a lot of the soundtrack titles too are really cool. So like, like. I'm looking at the soundtrack here. So one of them is called Coffee with Bullet. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, the, the world map theme is called Blow Up. Uh, I don't know why. It's just called Blow Up, but it sounds actually very cool. It's very, again, very atmospheric. It uses a lot of, uh, uh, it does, I think, use the shamisen to kind of give it a bit of that Asian flair while you're kind of looking at the uh, Asian world map. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of the other songs are uh, Bloody Kitchens. <laughs> um hang on uh another one is called god knows bad news oh yes one of the big battle themes is called uh nde near death experience and it's actually a really really cool song uh and they're all very rhythmic battle themes too so they're it's a really interesting soundtrack on top of you know a really cool game yeah i think that's one of the things i'm happy about um shadow hearts is that um, going back a bit to Kadelka, I loved Kadelka's battle music. Um, yeah, and so it, oh, it was so addicting to listen to, and it made battles so much more um, manageable or tolerable. Yes. But Shadow Hearts's um, battle music was pretty, I don't know, for me, on top of the judgment ring system with the battle, it was just, let's do this, time to fight. Yeah, it all meshed so well. Yeah, a lot of boss fights were a lot of fun. The boss fights, let's see. I really, I don't think, it's funny because I don't think um, they were that much. Did you guys find it difficult or no? I remember, I'm trying to think of, I think there was one. A few of the earlier bosses were a little bit difficult, but I, I don't know. I was, I, I grinded at one point a lot, so. Yeah. The one, at, I... the, one at the top of um, of the, what's it, the Kuhai. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was, I think I was using a very suboptimal strategy to beat him. So it took forever, but yeah. Uh, yeah. At one point, I, I just ended up using the mind's eye. To I just... love that, like the you oh. get a lot of stats items in that game that make yeah. your judgment ring better or weirder. Or weirder <laughs> like, yeah. Or like, like, yeah, the mind's eye is an item that pretty much renders you blind for the judgment ring, so you don't know where your uh, hit areas are anymore. So you're just hitting blindly and hoping that um, you hit the target or the indicated areas, but in exchange, your damage output um, multiplies. So it's kind of a trade-off. And I like that because it's like I, like um what Hillary said earlier, your judgment ring is very customizable. So you kind of get to do it the way you want to do it. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so like it doesn't have a very complicated battle system, but the judgment ring is so weirdly effective. And you can even play the lottery with it. Yes, the lottery system. <laughs> 
Yay. It's uh, fun. I may have reset the game a few times to try and get items. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I, oh, so, yeah. We, so we forgot to mention in some of these, and even some of the really creepy locations, actually, there are townspeople who are... <laughs> They're just part of the lottery secret. members. They're part of the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> we are, we so are like, yeah, part of the weird sense of humor. Right. Yeah. And, and so many times you'll talk to them and they'll just give you kind of some normal dialogue and then you'll talk to them again and they'll just be like, oh, okay, yep, lottery time. Do you want right. to play the lottery? I'm a member of the Hollywood cult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, anyways, the big conclusion at the top of the tower, uh, I think, what was it? Like Yuri absorbs too much malice and gets super evil or something like right. that? Yeah, like they summon... Uh, the seraphic radiance. Yeah, I... I totally blanked out a little bit when I was playing that part and like, <laughs> played it previously and I was just like, oh no, he's turned evil. Anyways, um, I guess we'll rescue him. Uh, so so he kind of takes off like a like a bat out of hell and causes a bit of destruction and it's mm -hmm. again really bad CGI, but but it's pretty dramatic overall. It is. You think you've won because exactly. Joai is, yeah, because Joai's pretty much defeated and ha hasn't really completed the ritual. But mm -hmm. then, uh, I keep wanting to say his other name, but Roger Bacon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> in, right, I was going to say. Has, um, at the last minute, and things get really bad. Right. I actually think Roger Bacon's really cool, like, despite the kind of goofy walk animation and top hat to side. Oh, my um, gosh. But I actually thought he was a pretty sweet and intimidating villain. He's really strong. He kind of warps in, grabs his pal at one point, and warps out really quickly. Yeah. Uh, he threatens your pals. He throws monsters at you. Like, he's pretty badass. And he actually gets a pretty big role in the second game, too. Right. I always liked his interactions with DeWai, like... Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. He let he just totally lets Dehuai think that, you know, Dehuai is using him, but all along, you know, he's gonna swoop in at the last minute and take all the power for himself. Right. But it's a different ritual. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, one thing I wanted to ask you all about, I mean, if it's I think we're kind of at that point. What did you think we're talking about these characters and how you really identify with them and how you know you're definitely engaged so what did you think of the whole reveal with Shujin telling Yuri that he knew Yuri's father and Yuri deciding mm. that he has to help you know has basically stopped the really destructive ritual even though he, he's not technically directly involved I thought it was a cool way to link them yeah I like the way that was mm -hmm. Uh, cause yeah, Yuri didn't know his dad very well and he's kind of haunted by him in, in really weird ways cause he's got his power and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I like that little flashback where you play as the dad too. Yeah. Yeah. And he, yeah. I like that he's wearing that fox mask too. So kind of, you know, again, adds a very kind of creepy vibe to Yuri's <laughs> mental state. Yeah. I thought it was well done and they're pretty believable for like, for Yuri's character. I was just wondering, um, does Jujin ever like exclaim when he first sees Yuri's power though? That's the one thing I was always wondering that I felt like was kind of missing. I, th I think they pulled like that JRPG is like, is that the power dot dot dot? I need to think about this for a while and reveal it when the time is right. <laughs> right. Optimally dramatic moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like I think Shadow Hearts is an honest to god gem. Um, if you have a PlayStation 2 and you did miss it the first time around, or you know, I know a lot of people I think actually got into the game from Shadow Hearts Covenant, the second game. But if you can go back and like eBay, it's pretty cheap. Find the first game, it's totally worth it. Yeah, definitely. I'm kind of wishing that Sony. I mean, I know this is gonna be a stretch, but I do wish Sony does put it in the PSN or PlayStation Store. Someday, right? The problem is the rights, like, um, right, damn the rights, Midway. for the sake of world's happiness and video gaming. Mid Midway going uh, going under as the publisher and Aru's. I, I think Aru, right. are they the same Aru's that owns SNK now? Because they, I know they make like the Chinko machines now, so I'm not sure. Like, so is the game basically like the IP basically lost to? I think the IP is essentially lost. 
this is this is one of those things about video game like preservation that our right. industry doesn't do that it probably should because you do end up with a lot of games like Shadow Hearts that are going to be perennially they're going to be forever stuck on old old hardware with increasingly limited copies like and what happens when that's gone right yeah yeah so depressing yeah so absolute gem on the PlayStation 2 but yeah, I am so excited to take on the second half of this game, and I'm so excited to be on the podcast. And this is like one of those lame 11 out of 10 games for me, but there it is. <laughs> it's okay. I'm with you there, Steph. I feel like it's one of those oh, things. Oh, you're so that, kind. Of course, of course. We've got to make sure that we keep Shadow Hearts alive, first of all. That's yes, yeah, very important. Right, right. Uh, now I'm all motivated to go find Yuri. <laughs> no, I know, right? Yeah. I'll go plug... I'm gonna go plug the PS2 back in. Exactly. <laughs> you know it's gonna be dramatic when he pulls his whole like you know Terra Esper like you know. Yeah, that is what that reminds me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he's got too much power, and he and he runs away. It's it's so cool. It's like out of your favorite Sunday cartoon, Macabre mm-hmm. Cat cartoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it just strikes a really really cool tone. And that's me finishing about bragging about it. Go play it. Or, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, so we got the second half of Shadow Hearts to do, and that will be quite excellent. Um, thank you for joining us. I don't know if we have any new players kind of joining in and listening in, but I hope you're able to kind of get nostalgic about the game with us and everything. Uh, so I have on my notes here, do we announce Sui Coden 2? I don't know. Um, but there you have it. So yeah, <laughs> uh, I guess that's one we'll be doing in the future too. And that, that's actually really great. The, the fact that we streamed a Sui Coden 1 was a lot of fun. Yes. I love Sui Coden 2. So I can't wait to do oh, that podcast. So good. Oh, are but, you on that one as well? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That'd yeah. be great. Yes. Yeah, um, and uh, just a reminder okay, Mike, to Mike. Mike gave us permission, so <laughs> <laughs> we we Thank are you. doing two next. Yes, guys. <laughs> I wasn't sure, so I, I played. He's not like cursing in the background, and he's muted his mic. He's like, "Damn it, girl! What have you done? <laughs> the master best, plan." <laughs> the best played of of Yuri's and Alice's. <laughs> I'm gonna roll with it. <laughs> Um, and also, to just a reminder, we are running a special mailbag. So if you've ever wanted to ask a question, uh, now is the time to do so. Retro at RPGFan.com. I, I don't know. Does anybody have, it, have anything else to add? Nope. See you in the next Shadow Hearts. <laughs> uh, and we are accepting submissions up until August 18th. And yeah, yes. we will see you for the next Shadow Hearts. <laughs>